Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, the Bears' 53 man roster is out. We break down who made the team and who is sitting pretty on their couch. Plus, the Cubs' surge of old rookies. Are they worth keeping? Are they going to survive the rebuild? Where do those players stand for the Cubs' future? And finally, we can't end the show without talking about Bishop Sycamore, how amazing that was, and who would be on your Chicago Bishop Sycamore team. All that and more coming up next on Believe in Chicago Sports. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast with your hosts, Dan Collins and Joey Gelman. I'm Dan Collins. You can find on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. My fine, lovely co-host you can also find on Twitter at Joey Gelman. We're brought to you by the fine folks at the Believe Podcast Network. The Chicago Bears, Joey, I know you're uh, so pumped to get out to Soldier Field. Return to Soldier Field, I guess I should say, uh, this season. By the way, let me ask really quick. Any preseason games for you this year? Did you, did you hit any of them up? Just the first one. I couldn't make it to the second one. So I was at the um, Justin Fields oh. touchdown palooza. So, so not, you were one of those. Not Mitch Fest, <laughs> but... but, but but were you one of the fans who, who uh, well, they weren't booing Mitch that game, were they? No, that was no. like the second, was it? No, no, not Mitch, not Mitch, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I meant Dalton. Which which one was No, the they booed Foles player? in the first one, so then they booed Dalton, the la- whatever the last one was at home. Right, okay, were you part of the crew that booed Foles? I was Foles? not at that one, no. Uh, oh, booed Foles? No. What's no? the okay. point? Yeah, I, I think we've talked about this before, you're not one of those fans who who's going to, like, openly boo you're not gonna new york mets one of your one of your uh chicago beers so then they could give you the javi Baez thumbs down treatment um fair enough yes this is this episode's coming at you a day later than usual we're sorry about that let's also get to that um i had a very late movie theater movie theater appointment uh had to go see 10 rings no spoilers of course because i'm not that type of to guy. the movies anymore i thought we i thought we outgrew that as society i'm impressed you know what's interesting joey um I realized something that for all like the main movies that have been coming out like during this pandemic or whatnot, you're either finding them also like on HBO Max or Disney Plus. Um, typically, I know Disney Plus always does like the you could check this out with, with like if you pay like thirty extra bucks like a premium viewer. But I notice it's different now. It's things are getting a little different because Marvel didn't do that this time around with Ten Rings. Like if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, unless I completely missed something, which I could have, I don't think you could go on Disney Plus and pay to watch the movie. I could be totally wrong. I know with Black Widow that was one of the options, but um, with this one here, and I'll 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 check my phone shortly and like confirm that down the podcast but um yeah so i guess like if you really want to see 10 rings you can't even pay uh to watch it at home if you're a disney plus subscriber you actually have to go see i feel um, like for those movies i'd want to go to the theater like a big marvel a big star wars a big blockbuster but like a comedy that i normally would go to the movies for i guess i'm okay waiting now to watch it at home but i i do like going to the movies but movies were gross before covid so i i it may take me a little <laughs> while to get back into a theater but you know pop- what you're ab- you're absolutely right about that like that's like kind of one of the um that really is one of the things of the movies it's like ooh, the gross like little stickiness on the on the floors and stuff Character. like that yeah 
but no, I'm actually I'm looking through my Disney Plus now on my phone, and yeah, I don't think you could you could purchase you can I don't uh, as um if you wanted to see it, but yes, I mean you make total sense like for Marvel fans out there or for I'm trying to think of a. Uh, I mean, even like I know Candyman has done really well, like things like that, uh, movies like that. If you really want to go see something that is worth going to get that theater experience, sure, go on ahead and do it. So, of course, this is not necessarily what the fans are tuning in for, but come on now. We have to be nice to our audience and just let them know where Dan was last night. Like I said, no spoilers. As a matter of fact, that's one of the main reasons why I go. Like The very, very, very first ticket I can, I can get to one of those like big movies that are coming out, and I wouldn't consider Ten Rings one of those. Like, There's not really too many spoilers in there, I don't think, Like moving forward. or like It's not one of the ones where like there was a five movie buildup and now like you know there's nothing like that necessarily um but still like with social media nowadays and like oh you're screwed yeah well we can't stay off it we're not going to stay off it right we got to keep up with our sports teams and stuff like that joey so we're not staying off of twitter we're not staying off the gram or facebook uh for too long that is so that plus you go to work, if for those who are back in an office, or even if you're not, there's still forms of communication with your coworkers via you know all these messaging systems. Things just get out. So that's where we were. Um, just to recap. Yes. You chose Marvel over our fans, and you're causing them pain by delaying the show a day. You know, I from a from a certain perspective, I I don't know if I could say you're wrong. I, I I have a different perspective on it. I have a different perspective, but if that's the cruel uh, perspective you want to have in it, Joey, I, I I'm not going to sit here and necessarily debate you on it. Um, so sorry, fans, but because of that, we give you one of our most popular topics to discuss on the show uh because we're leading you off right here out the Soldier Field Tunnel with the Chicago Bears and their roster of 10 tight ends just kidding it's five it's five this time which i think is probably too too many that they need to come out the gates with but probably a couple names going to be moved you would maybe think like maybe they bring in a different kind of you know defensive back or something and that means one of the other you know players on the roster has to has to get a move in maybe it's one of those tight ends maybe it's not i don't know um but you know i look at it here joey and man um you know, people are really excited, you know, to, to watch this Bears team this season, and I guess rightfully so. And, you know, we've hinted at this a couple times, but it's funny. Like, I don't know about you, but especially when I, like, first started getting into sports, I loved looking at depth charts. I love looking at rosters because what does everybody say? Like, first you look at the team on paper. Right. That's like the first thing you do is you look at the team on paper and you think about how good they could be with what you see as a projected lineup, you know, or the, the project, the projected depth chart. And then obviously a season plays out. Some people live up to the expectations. Some people don't, unfortunately there's injuries, things like that. If the Chicago bears stay completely healthy this season, and this is for the most part, what they're going to have, like I said, albeit maybe a name or two still switches around before we completely start week one. I honestly don't know how excited I am as a bears fan going into this. It's an aging defense. And, Remind me, Joey. Are you a fantasy football player? Are you a are you, poor are, one? But yes. Okay. I don't know if you've if you've seen this lately though. But per uh, at least ESPN uh, rankings, I don't even think the Bears are up there as a top ten defense. 
for fantasy football, that is. I know it's obviously going to be different than what you actually see on the field, but it's funny because as a Bears fan, that's one of the things you always had. Like, there was always somebody reaching like maybe one or two rounds early because they wanted the Bears defense. And when the Bears defense is really good and you watch them on Sunday or Monday uh, or Thursday uh, in today's NFL, you know, you like having them on your fa- on your fantasy team. But it's going to be a real, real reach, <laughs> at least per ESPN rankings, if somebody wants to go on ahead. Um and, you know, take the Bears there. So where I'm getting at here, Joey, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, obviously, is defense, it's not like going into this year where, you know, we used to have that conversation. Of, At least we could watch them, right? At least there's one side of the ball that might bring us some excitement, maybe bring us some turnovers, some cool sacks, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what you have with the defense. And I look at the offense, okay, couple cool names return. Okay, we, we still have Allen Robinson, great. You know, David Montgomery, what are you going to do with him? Darnell Mooney, your second breast target. Um, the offensive line, like I said, even if they stay healthy, how much better did you get? Um, and then obviously the the biggest one, of course, <laughs> is that quarterback. And if it's going to be Dalton for at least a few a few weeks, what you're going to get, I really don't know how exciting or entertaining these first few weeks of Bears football, or even how exciting this whole Bears season is really going to be, depending on how it all p- pans out. Yeah, I think the only reason people are excited is because of the idea of Justin Fields. I think it's plain and simple. This is this is a team that where they went into this year for, I don't know, a decent portion of it with Andy Dalton poised as the only guy in this roster that was going to start. And that's not very inspiring, especially when you swung and missed on Mitch and then you looked at the future. What's the future? Nothing. Here's Andy Dalton to play a few seasons for you. It's not that great. And so I think that there are pieces here that can work, but it all came back down to that. I think the only reason people are stoked is because of the idea that Justin Fields exists on this team. And whenever that right time is for him to play, that's when you'll see that big explosion of excitement. And and I forget who, you know, who posted, but someone had a, had a poll and it's like, okay, would you rather have Andy Dalton win 10 games and make the playoffs as a Bears fan or have Fields come in, not make the playoffs, but he wins, you know, NL, NL, Jesus, I'm talking about baseball. Get <laughs> NFL, your mind off the cup. NFL, NFL Rookie of the Year, NFL Best Quarterback in the Land, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, and, and what, what would you rather have? And it's just, it's a weird place because... You know the future's not with Andy Dalton. You know they're not going to win a, a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton. But how long are fans willing to hold in their excitement until Fields comes? Because everything else is, you know, very, very similar to last year. It's not. It's not a world. I mean, world-beating team here, unfortunately. But I'm, you know, I'm a nut job, and so I always will be the eternal optimist going into a season, uh, whether it's started by Mike Glennon, Andy Dalton. Uh, Jonathan Quinn, Chad Hutchinson, whoever you want, but uh, it's it, it's it's not as inspiring without the Justin Fields factor. You say they're not going to the Super Bowl. Just wait till they start shuffling again with uh, Andy Dalton. They're taking the mic, but you see that that's exactly where I'm getting at, though. Joey is like there's a level of excitement. With Bears fans now, just be, literally just because of one player, Justin Fields, who can hopefully turn you know decades worth of quarterback woes around, hopefully, right? But that's that excitement. 
I think you're going to agree with me on this, could run out very, very quickly. Heck, it's already running out in preseason with people booing Foles, like you said, and people, boo- you know, fans booing Dalton. Like, that's what Bears, that, that's what un- enough Bears fans are going to want. I don't know if it's going to be the majority of Bears fans, if, like, they're really going to get on board with Rush, Rush, Rush Fields. I think right now, who knows, maybe it's, like, close to 50-50. You probably have, you know, half of Bears fans who are totally right yeah, now Yeah, but it's a very you. short leash. Like, people, like, if he has, like, two bad games, people are going to be pissed. Right. No, I know. Enough people, right? Like, enough people in that in that stadium, on the so, on social media, are, are going to be pissed. and already, Like, it's, it's going to run out really quickly, and I'm telling you, I foresee... Literally, just it's deja vu all over again. I think we're going to have another start this guy, start this guy, start this guy type of year. Literally, like we've been having. And that guy into the playoffs. <laughs> that's a scary thought. But, I mean, you're right. But I, it, it's weird. Like, we're excited for it. But then, you know, I look on I, – I look at the roster, you know, with it being released. And I mean – Going in, you kind of knew what what like a close enough finished version of that fifty three mass fifty three man roster was going to be, anyways. Um, so yeah, but it, it just puts you it just puts it a little bit more in perspective when like you take a real glare at it, real glance at it, and you're like, oh boy, yeah, I don't know, I don't really know what I'm going to enjoy watching this year. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll have our eye on Cole Komet, one of the twenty tight ends, and uh, see see what happens his sophomore year. Hopefully, some good things. But that is one of the things that stuck out with me, and and that's one thing I want to get to too. Seeing as that's kind of the, you know, the the premise of this whole discussion here is like the the roster in and of itself. Anything stick out that was kind of to you, whether it be defense and, you know, having, you know, was it Jalen Johnson is like your best cornerback or is it having, you know, five tight ends? And it's like we barely even use one, (laughs) you know, in in terms of like um, off, you know, in terms of like how most NFL teams use their tight ends offensively. You know, we barely put like one or two of them in position to succeed um, comparative to the rest of the league. So that to me, carrying the five tight ends, you know, having way too many again, um, kind of caught me a little off guard. And maybe the in terms of defensive backs, how slim we are there, uh, not too comfortable with. But for me, that's where I would say are the two like kind of ooh, and then obviously there's there's quarterback. That's going to be a big question mark all year long. But for me, that that's kind of what stuck out. So yeah, interested to uh, to see if any of that stuck out to you as well, my friend. Yeah, I think you know the two that stuck out to me were probably cornerback and wide receiver, and I think it's just it, it it's it's interesting in the cornerback position because you know. You had that difficult situation because of mismanagement of a cap and paying three quarterbacks hundreds of millions of dollars, um, where you had to lose Kyle Fuller. And I think, you know, Jalen Johnson's really, really good, but you go beyond that, and it's Kendall Vilder, Duke Shelley, because they, they, they released Trufant, and, and Artie Burns. I mean, it's just these names that, like, you just don't know if they'll be able to stack up. And it's. It, it, Especially it's against today's NFL offense, right? And, and and you hope you know with a healthy defensive line, Eddie Goldman coming back and cover some of those holes. But you know, it's still it's still tough. And I think the wide receiver room is interesting because you know you've had all these ideas of okay, well, you drafted Javon Wims and you drafted Anthony Miller and you drafted Daz Newsome and you draft Riley Ridley. And you move up to get some of these guys or their late round picks that you had a lot of upside on. Even especially this season with Daz Newsom being a 2021 pick, 
and they're all off the team. And so it's kind of crazy when you sit here and, and, and the only receiver under contract next year is Darnell Mooney. And I know we have a whole season to play and I can't worry about that, but there's something to be said about the development of receivers on this team and what they're left with. And I think there are definitely some skilled players on here, but it's just crazy to look at a roster and go again. And I, I don't want to get on a Ryan Pace rant. It's not worth our time, but it just it's another list here of, of a good Somewhere chunk. Somewhere there's of, a fan out there saying, yes, no, go ahead. Get right. the there, there, There's this chunk again of Ryan Pace draft picks that are quickly finding themselves cut or benched or whatever it may be. And, and that's, you know, cause for concern. And they may clean it all up because Justin Fields could be the next Patrick Mahomes and they're fine. But but it's just like it, it, p- p- positionally, again, you know, obviously it started with Kevin White, but it's gone from there. Uh, so it's just interesting. And then the two other ones that are just crappy is, you know, Tariq Cohen and Danny Trevath not being able to start the year healthy. But um, yeah. I know you want to make fun of the tight ends, but I will say... I, I kind of I, I kind of enjoy them having this many after dealing with, you know, Mike Mart's history and shipping off Greg Olson to have a stellar Pro Bowl <laughs> additional ten year career. Yeah. Uh that it's nice to see them invest in it. Whether they use it right or not, who knows? But boy, the the the, the throw last weekend from, from Fields to Horstead on the down the line of the end zone, I mean that's that was Mahomes stuff, and so that's going to stick in your beer's memory for for a while, huh? It was oh, that obviously. good. Yeah. I know it meant nothing, but it was that good. <laughs> nothing in the official stat books, right? Especially when the season comes. But before we move on to the to the Cubbies roster, and you know, kind of kind of discuss that a little bit because there's a few few good things you uh, maybe before we started this podcast that I definitely want to bring up now on the on the show. Um, mention fantasy football defense as a whole. Probably something you're not, you know, for those Bears fans out there, for the Bears fans who you're not the you're not the Bears fan in your fantasy league who just like strictly drafts the Bears because you're one of those guys. But this is for the this is for the fantasy football player who like kind of wants to have as many Bears or like say Bears defense out of his fantasy team if he can because you're gonna watch the Bears you know he or she can and you you're going to watch the Bears and you want them on your team. So if you're one of those players, is there really? Anybody, or we already, I'm writing the defense off. Maybe you're not in terms of a pick you have to have. Is there anybody on the roster, say offensively, you have to have on your team if you could get them at the appropriate round? Besides maybe Allen Robinson, maybe David Montgomery, because if he's there as, you know, one of the, you know, top 12, 15 backs available, if, if that's what he would even shape out to be, you get, I don't know. Those are my two. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. It's, it's, but if you don't get them, you probably don't really care. It's probably like, fine. Like you could get something very right. replaceable. Yeah, I like how I'm just equating everything to fantasy football. But it's kind of you know a, a decent way to look at things. I know a lot of people. You know, there's there's subcultures to sports. There's the you know there's gambling and there's fantasy and things like that. And it's, it's just a different way and different perspective to look at it. And there's really nobody that you consider a must-have first-round, second-round, even third-round guy. Like I wouldn't consider Allen Robinson or David Montgomery a must-have third-round pick. Um, you know, if, if they slide for four or fifth round, that's probably when you're getting those names. And it kind of does show you like offensively, like where you're at. And like, if you're not even drafting the Bears defense, like top five, top 10, either, it really does kind of show at least what fans 
and you know the you know the big media heads at like ESPN or Yahoo or CBS are thinking. So just a way to look at it. But we'll switch over now to the um, to the Cubbies roster. And Joe, you made a good point. With um, I know it's been kind of talked about here and there and whatnot, but with certain rookies. I'll use ear quotes for you know those who are not watching any little clippets uh, of the Skype video or whatnot, but certain rookies, older rookies, if you will, on the on the roster excelling in. Good question. You know, we were asking like off the podcast is it, what do you do with those players, right? Like, do you bring them back? If if so, like where do they fit in? Where do they fit in not only on the roster but future plans and money wise? So, to me, really. And I'll be completely transparent, like, not the biggest Cub fan, haven't been too glued to, like, the product they necessarily have. It's, I've, been, I've been more interested in the Mets and that just ridiculously goofy thumbs-down story in Javi Baez. That's the closest almost somewhat Cubs thing I've been mostly glued to. But, I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've still seen enough recently. But to me, unless you want to sell me on any, any of the other players, there's nothing I've seen from any of them that I would say, oh, maybe they – they fit the mold for players are going to bring back. Maybe they they earn them they earn themselves a roster spot elsewhere, <laughs> but I don't necessarily know if it has to be with the Cubs for for any uh, of the names we could we could go through right now. Yeah, it's an interesting spot because it'd be one thing if these guys were twenty four years old and making this big of a splash, but they're twenty eight to thirty. I mean, whether it's Rafael Ortega or Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom, and they're having a great second half. I mean, Ortega's been phenomenal. Schwindel is, you know, NL Player of the Month, and Patrick Wisdom could easily be NL Rookie of the Year. But it's just, they're all in this weird place, and baseball's changed where you're not probably considered viable at 30 years old anymore like you used to be. Like when Poole's got that second contract and plays till he's 912. Like, it's 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 changed, so it's 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 a tough assessment to make because these guys are just kind of over their prime hump, but are having a really good year on a really, really, really bad team. So it, it's it, it's interesting, and it also depends what your plan is. You know, if you're having another year next year that's kind of a stopgap year, kind of competitive, uh, you could keep these guys around for a little bit, but unfortunately, they're not these cornerstone guys. There's a reason why they have bounced around until just this year. Uh, but they're they're very fun stories. It's very likable guys, and I hope they get a chance. But you know, sadly, these are not your long term solutions, and that's what I think Cubs fans are trying to figure out: is who can we latch on to that is our long term commitment? Who's our Rizzo? Who's our Bryant? Who's our Baez? Who's our Contreras that we can attach our fandom to? Versus, okay, Frank Schwindel is the equivalent if you remember like a micah hoff power who mm. who was an nl all-star one year and then fell off the face of the earth you go with the throwbacks joey there you go give me one for ortega what's ortega like what what, what is he going to be the closest to but what, no, you, want, I mean, you want bobby scales remember that guy he was like 35 ooh, years do. old yeah I remember yeah. that stuff. Not the important stuff, but that stuff is in my brain. The Riot or, you know, Terrio, but, you know, of course, The Riot. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're all, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, like, you know, it's basically 29, 30 years old. I mean, I think they're all like 30, yeah. right? 91 or, you know, whatever. I mean, give or take a few months or whatever. I mean, you're basically talking, especially going into next year. But if they're 30. 91, then that means you're, that means you're 30. 
Yeah. You're elderly. Mark, I'm as, for the game of baseball. Yes, I can't get a contract, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, wisdom. I, I, I don't really know where he plays into it. Um, oh, fun. I'm gonna. This might grind your gears a little bit, Joey. But you look at names like maybe like um, Ortega, or even more importantly, Schwindel. Well, if Schwindel, if, Sh- if Schwindel, look at that, I'm all these tongue twisters. How many, you know. Peter Pipe Pickle Pickle Peppers uh, we got going on here, but if that's one of the ones you were to bring back, and maybe because of the age and it's you know there has there's not too much of a track record of production, right? Besides, obviously, you know this year where he's been balling out as of recently, um, you know maybe you get a little bit of like discounted money there or whatnot. But there goes bringing back Rizzo as one of the names. <laughs> that's where I wanted to come at is all right. Well, if you want to bring back one of these guys, like how much money do you have to play with if the Cubs are and from the way it sounds, especially like with the Ricketts message and things like that, like after all the big names were, you know, traded away, like it doesn't seem like any of them would be coming back like next offseason or whatnot. But I know it, it has to still be things Cub fans are somewhat thinking about, right, in terms of free agency. I mean, heck, as soon as this season's over and we start talking free agency and hot stove, I'm sure that's going to be one of the things you know brought up again in conversation. Whether Cub fans right now, just out of anger, want to write it off or not, it's that's going to be a question now is, well, do we bring back Rizzo or do you bring a guy back like Schwindel? You yeah, know, to still, there's your cheap still, option. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and this is no knock on you know on, on Frank Schwindel or anything like that, but it's like a how, how do you say it? You know the the very bad way of putting it, like but like your poor man's Rizzo or something like that. You know, it's which I I, I wouldn't even say Schwindel's. I mean, you're talking about Anthony Rizzo, who's a you know a legend of Cup fans and will always be a legend of Cup fans. But yeah, it's just uh, it puts them in an interesting place, and I mean, somebody's got to play well on that team, right? Or and I don't know. I mean, you're talking about teams now that are, are facing the Chicago Cubs, and you know these are. It's a totally different lineup than what you're used to, right? I mean, the league maybe is still, you know, trying to learn, trying to learn. Like I said, they're they're still, you know, quote unquote, you know, thirty year old rookies. You know, guys like Ortega and Schwindel and things like that. That, you know, it may, maybe it's a little bit of uh, finally just gaining some stride. You know, now now in the big leagues. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anybody that's a must bring back, right? I think if if anybody's really earned a spot, like say one of those names, whether it's Wisdom or Ortega, if somebody like really does enough to earn their spot i think you're you're right on joey like you're you're dead on with the whole it's going to be like a like a half power thing or something i totally butchered the name by the way but um yeah i mean that that's really what it is is somebody who earns that paycheck if you will right like they they put the production out there you know they, they've they've earned a little bit you know, they've earned enough respect and they've 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 earned themselves a, a solid enough major league contract but it's not nothing that's really going to help build the team too much, right? Like you've kind of just filled the piece for now with something respectable, right? Like, okay, that's respectable. You know, you sign on maybe two, three years, you know, this, this is, um, once again, no disrespect, but like a placeholder. Right. Here now that it's, we have, it's right. your Andy it, Dalton placeholder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's literally what it is. Once again, on the show, full circle, but I mean, that's, that's what it is, is you're kind of doing, you know, the, the whole placeholder thing, but, in case fans haven't haven't noticed, um, we're kind of doing this whole roster version of of the Believe in Chicago Believe in Chicago Sports podcast today. And speaking of rosters, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna round out the show with 
I don't know, Joe. I, I haven't read too much about it. I, I did read the Deadspin article about Bishop Sycamore, um, but I still can't completely understand. And we're gonna we're gonna tie like a a Chicago sports uh, twist into this discussion. But just to rewind on it a little bit before we before we put our Chicago twist into it, how in the hell does anything like that even happen? I don't know. Those things are so well vetted. It's like it's crazy. Are that they you though? Can... Supposed are to be. <laughs> are they? Yeah. I, I. No. But here's the thing: is is like where is this team really truly from? Like, is this like really like an actual football team that gets together? Like, who do they play when they're not trying to joke ESPN and whatever marketing company to play? I like who are like. Like, there's actual coaches, headsets, like, the whole nine yards. Like, who got even the band together? Like, how do you even start with this idea? It's just coaches and adults trying to exploit the kids and creating these opportunities for them to play, but they're not really a real high school, and it's half bad players, half juco kids and just because it all starts with an idea right you know what i mean like like not even like oh my gosh how Who can we swindle like, it's not even Frank about swindle. how it's not even about how did you swindle like espn or said marketing company like to get on television and you know play play these high school kids but it's who has that idea one in the first place and two let's just say nobody ever noticed what do you really gain from that like what, what's their like it's are you just trolling? Like, I, I literally don't understand like where the idea comes from. Like, who even wants to, who even wants to do anything like that? Like, like who's like, here's here, I got a plan. We're gonna get all these guys. We're gonna the band back together. We got coaches. We got players. Like, we could get a team, Joey. We could get a team. We really can. And we could, you know, we go to small town Illinois and we could place like this baseball team. It's like, who has? The, and we could pitch this to ESPN. It's like. How do you how do you find the resources? How do you like how do you put that much time and energy to getting to play another high school? Well, team? that must be why it's you know someone's cutting that coach a paycheck, you know. So there's got to be something. However, they're doing it. That's the incentive. I will pay you to form this team and get it to where it can be. And doesn't matter what you actually do. It's 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 nuts. It's absolutely nuts. You see, this is why we're friend. Maybe it's our journalism school training. You're you're smart enough to go. Well, just follow the money. If you really, if you really want answers to something, just go on ahead and follow the money, and and, and there will be your answers. I guess. Yeah, maybe there is some money involved. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But anyways, obviously, there's. If, if you're listening, you you know very much like what happened with that. Or if not, you know, you could do a quick Google. I guess so. There's the Deadspin article on it. And I'm, I'm sure CBS. Or there's a few. There's obviously a few uh, outlets out there who have. I didn't some even written. think Deadspin existed anymore. I haven't been to that site in a million years. That's like yeah. Everybody was like sure, like you know, texting me or whatever, like that article. Like oh, this is hilarious, and it's like Ugh, this is really something else. But you posed uh, via text via the good old text message, Joe. You posed an interesting question to me, and you said. Like what Chicago athletes? Obviously, this could be any of the uh, any of the major sports in Chicago, you know. So Bishop Sycamore obviously did the football thing, but it could be football, it could be basketball, baseball. What Chicago athletes would fit the mold, right? To to play like on a Bishop Bishop Sycamore S team, and we didn't. I didn't really like get into like the um, what is it, like the intricacies or you know the semantics of exactly like how how you mean it, but. I'm interested just your initial thoughts on who do you think fits the bill on being on that Chicago Bishop Sycamore roster? 
Chicago Sycamore. Who's on Chicago Sycamore? <laughs> so I took it as what actually occurred this weekend, where the coaches okay. and the players and the teams were like, yeah, we got all these D1 athletes and their scholarship, Alabama or Ohio State, and you watch out if you miss this team on TV, but then really weren't. So uh, my my take is like kind of the touted Chicago star bum. And so, you know, it's like, the, it's like the guy only you could love. And so my, you know, like my main captain is my guy, Cristiano Felicio, because uh, he he swindled that entire team for six years. Wow. For millions of dollars. And like that's the player that goes, you know what, this guy's got... I'm going to tell you, he's got that talent, he's got that drive, and he's going to be one of the best big men in the NBA. Or even Bulls version campaign. Like, you don't know what we... I mean, now, of course, he's gotten better, but it's just that you don't know what we know about him, and he's going to be a star. Even the same with could be like with Mitch, right? It's like, you know... Oh, you took mine. Oh, sorry. No. Scratch it, scratch it. I didn't say anything. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were we going to say about me? Because I got more. No, it was just that same idea of it's like, you know, they they talk them up in their head and try to sell themselves and sell you on it when it's really just a, a load of crap. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it's funny because I was actually going to go with Mitch. with If that's the way like you were looking at it, it's funny because like, I said the very first name that came to my mind, like literally right now, as like you were breaking it down, but... It's funny, like the way I took it was who would like be kind of scummy enough or who would like you could just see like be associated with something like that. And for whatever reason, statistically, this is not fit the mold you're talking about, but just like career wise and where this organization has decided to put him, which is for whatever reason in this like purgatory or something would be Sammy Sosa. Like I thought, Sammy Sosa would be a perfect like Chicago Sycamore name. It's it's the cork bat incident. It's the steroid incident. It's you know just all like those like weird random Sammy Sosa stories you hear and the Cubs. Like I said, for whatever, obviously you know like a couple of the reasons, like or at least like you could imagine, you can assume some of the reasons why like you know one the steroids and the and the cork bat like controversies and, and assumptions and whatnot. Well, the cork bat's not an assumption, um, but you know it, it's things of that nature which probably like you know they they kind of like. I said Cubs have like put him like in this purgatory or whatnot, even though they apparently make amends, but they didn't really. It doesn't seem like made you know much of an amends. But yeah, that's like kind of where my head went was like Sammy Sosa, <laughs> and like who would be like one of those like just sh- not scummy, but like somebody you could see like who's like yeah, I don't care, like put me on this team. Like oh well, like I, you know you could see Sammy Sosa like at the age of fifty, like trying to say like you know he's you know he's twenty and like they're playing in like this college or the you know this college team or something like Sammy Sosa's willing to lie about getting like college eligibility like to go and like be a ringer on some college team. Like J.R. Smith golfing. Yeah, pretty. Well, but that's different. That's I, true. I actually, that's real, actually. I respect the hell out of that. Can, can you imagine like? Being on that college team, like you're playing like with J.R. Smith, that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's almost like a little surprising. Like, there's not more like um, like athletes who do do that. Like, if, if you do, like, well, obviously you would have to be somebody with zero, like absolutely, which is it's going to be hard because now with the, like eligibility requirements to enter like the draft and things like that for most leagues is you do have to like kind of. I love go. how he gets eligibility, but like all the other kids that try to transfer do anything can't play, but. The guy that's already making millions in the NBA can go back to school and play. It's because it's golf. Like he's not trying to go back and play like basketball or something like that. Or even is, I don't think you know 
it, it's a money sport where he's at. It's, it's, if it was one of the money sports, like that would be, I think, something more, you know, looked into with a, a investigative eye or somebody would find something along the line, the guidelines or something perhaps. But because of that, no. Um, so, yeah, now I'm trying to think of other names because, like I said, so far on this roster, you know, you have Felicio, you have you have Sammy Sosa, you have Mitchell Trubisky, um, maybe Joey Gelman. You, you want to get on? You want to get on? Who would be the head coach? Who would be the coach of Bishop Sycamore? What, would it be um, Tressman? I go. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's Mark Tressman <laughs> or Vinny Del Negro. It's like one of the two. No, I think it has to be Tressman. I think I think Mark Tressman would, would be the coach of Bishop. Heck, he might be coaching Bishop Sycamore next week. That's for all true. Of if they if he wants to, is he, he's in Canada now, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's back in Canada. I haven't really kept track of him and Phil Emery. I'm gonna give him the quick go. But I mean, last I heard, not only did he go back to Canada, but I heard like I think heard I think he was doing well in Canada again. Yeah, he he's knows gotta, how to, he knows how to coach there, I guess. <laughs> Got a couple of those Greyhound Cups or whatever they call them. The Great Great Cup victories, 2009 and 2010, per per the Wikipedia. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of more now, um, more like Chicago style Bishop Sycamore guys. If like you want to run them out there, it's like they are the future, but they're not the future. I guess where my brain should be is like, well, where's the draft bust? Right? Where where right? It's it's, where it's, the, it's Eddie Curry. It's I. That was one know, of the names that guys. was. Kind of, but uh, would Eddie Curry really – you would really consider him like a bust? But no, it's it's more of like that guy who's like, oh, they're the future. They're a future big. Right. Like, yeah. Maybe even Marcus like Jamal Teague. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Teague would be a good one. I, I, like I Why said, am I, I only going to Bulls? I guess it's the Garpax draft history. Uh... Keith Bogans, he's going to be the guy who scores when Derrick Rose can't or <laughs> – so yeah, not necessarily like a draft pick, but just somebody on the squad who you know you're. No, they're 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 the answer. They're 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 the uh, they're the reason we're get, we're gonna go to the next level. Oh, now you got me thinking about those Chicago Chicago Bulls years that were absolutely terrible. But I don't know. There you have it. My my main one, my big one was was Sammy Sosa for you know. And no knock on Sammy, you know. Um, it's funny because I was thinking of Sammy Sosa, and then I was thinking back to like that really weird. Um, what, what's like the one they play like during the during the pandemic? It was the the what was it the summer of Adia, the boys of uh, boys of summer. Well, you remember what you know? It's like the one where you know it's him and him and Big Mac going at it, and it's it's funny. Like I, I think we talked about it last year on the show that documentary. Um, but you think back at that, and I was I was thinking about the Sammy Sosa and all those controversies, and I thought about the documentary again. It's like wow, they really just only gave you the good stuff. Like and I, I knew that's like what it was supposed to be like. Oh, this summer of all the good, but like when people really look back at that history, that's really not what we think about. Like, yeah, you mention it, you talk about how it was like that, but then you go, oh, what a facade! Like, just what a what a Bishop Sycamore! Like, there you what, go, yeah, what a lie! Look at that, bringing all back <laughs> to the circle. Who'd have known? But yeah, like that's what it was. It was just all this lie, right? It was none of it was really truly real. It was all cheating and steroids and all like this. So look at that. What what a way to. What a way just to, to, to wrap up a show, Joey, and just circling it all back to Sammy Sosa, the Cubs, and the steroid era of baseball. That's a true baseball fan, isn't it? You always got to circle it back to baseball. We talk a lot of beers on this show, but but don't doubt our baseball fandom. Yeah, don't mess with us. Well, otherwise, we'll schedule a game with our best team against you and let them lose 58 to nothing. <laughs> I still can't get over that damn story. It's just so great. 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it's really it, it's it's kind of what they deserve if you think about it in, in the sense where it's like you send out these grown men, like adults, going out to face these high school students. Luckily, it was you know it was one of the top high schools you know in the in the state or whatnot, but. Like, yeah, serves you right. Like, you're the ones getting punished now. Like, your body's getting punished because, you know, you're out here like, come on, you're like grown men out here, like, you know, facing high school kids. Luckily, like I said, very big, very athletic high school kids who ended up giving them a beat down. Um, but, yeah, just imagine being that team. Like, wait, this is who <laughs> this is who we fa- – like, imagine being the, the the opposing coach who was preparing for that team. Like, that's, you know, other things, like, we don't really think about, like – right. You're talking about Bishop Sycamore and their players. What about the actual team who faced them and how they're feeling about that? Like, what the hell? We just played this random, like, exhibition against these... The longest yard cast? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Like, I, we just faced Nelly. And, like, what the, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is a joke. So, yeah, the one of the best teams in the state, you know, gets to go on ahead and face, you know, the, the longest yard crew. How, how how good for them. But it's a story they'll always have. Like, when they – you know how everybody always goes back to their high school days? Well, well I was actually uh, – uh, what do they call it? Like a, like a – what what's the word? Like a five – five letter or I was like, I was a three letter athlete or whatever, a three, three letter athlete, blah, blah, blah. Like now it's like, well, I was actually the, remember the Bishop Sycamore story. This is 20 years from now. I was actually the quarterback who, you know, put up five touchdown passes against them or whatnot. Or I was actually the, you know, the defensive tackle who sacked that quarterback 10 times. So at least they get a story out of it that they'll have for, uh, for, for many a moons to come. That they do. That they do. Well, that's going to do it for us today on the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast. Make sure to download and subscribe to the show. We are part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Again, he is Dan Collins on Twitter, at TweetDanCollins. I'm on Twitter as well, at Joey Gilman. The show also has a Twitter account, at Believe in Chicago. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon, if you can believe it. Uh, next weekend... Bears regular season kickoff, Bears-Rams, Sunday Night Football. So we'll get uh, you all set for the opening kickoff and what should be an exciting uh, exciting weekend for everyone in Chicago. But until then, he's Dan, I'm Joey. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.